Say God's word. Say God's word is God's light. God's word is God's presence. Say I'm ready for the word. Somebody shout hallelujah. So tonight I'm going to be teaching on something very powerful. I told you on Sunday I'm talking about the unity of faith today. You know, I'm trying, I, I want to do my best, everything in my power to be sure that anytime I'm preaching, that you understand me. Praise the Lord. Alright. I want every time I teach, I want you to be able to understand. Alright. So, for now, I will allow that if I'm teaching, you know, after, the, after I'm done teaching, I'll ask, do you have, do you have a question? So that you can ask questions. Praise the Lord. This is our month. This month of October, we've been considering the topic oneness. And for many, many um, weeks, I've been teaching on different things on oneness. Like last week on Sunday, what was my topic on Sunday? You can remember. Yeah? Metamorphosis. Yes, metamorphosis. Becoming one with Christ. That was my topic on Sunday. Who can remember the topic of last week Thursday? Oh my God! Somebody remember? Clap for them, please. <laughs> let's bless you. Let's take it a bit further. Who can remember our topic last week Sunday? As in upper Sunday before the Thursday. <laughs> Anybody that remembers? Kai, Kai, Kai. That person. Maybe I will give the person something. I owe the person something. Airtime. I owe the person airtime. Eh? Upper Sunday. Yes. Spiritual DNA. Come Yes, 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 yes. You have something. You have something from me. Don't worry. I'm giving you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Somebody shall glory to God. Glory to God. What of the upper, upper Sunday? You can't remember the topic. The upper, upper Sunday. I started with, I, I know I started with the particular topic. So, we can try. It was oneness. Amen. <laughs> the topic was oneness. Oneness, you're just oneness. Then the following Sunday, I talked about spiritual DNA. The last week Sunday, I talked about what? Metamorphosis. How you can become one with Christ. And um, um, today, I want to talk about the oneness of the faith. You know, that was the unity of the faith. It's the same thing. The unity of faith or the oneness of faith. Can I, can I hear you say an amen? amen? Can I hear you say loud amen? Amen. So one of the things that you need to know, let me read a scripture to you before I continue. Philippians chapter 1 verse 25. Philippians chapter 1 verse 25. Let me just read this for you so that I can continue. So that you know what my assignment is here. I'm not here to waste your time. I'm here for an assignment. And this is my assignment in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 25. The Bible says that Paul was talking to the people. He says, and having this confidence that I, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your fordrance and joy of faith. Somebody say fordrance and joy of faith. Let me read another translation for you. It says, since I am convinced of this, I know that I, I, will, I shall remain and stay by you all to promote your progress and joy in believing, in your faith. So, this scripture says, I will continue with you. Paul was telling the Christians then that he will continue with them for their joy and their progress in the faith. That is my assignment today. As a pastor of this, privileged pastor of this ministry, my assignment is to continue with you for your progress and your joy in the faith. Somebody say, progress, progress. 
and joy in the faith. Say it again. Say progress. Progress. And joy in the faith. So what it means is that you can't be in this ministry and you are not experiencing an increase in your spiritual walk with God. You are not growing in your knowledge of God. You are not growing your. It's not possible that you are in this ministry and you are not growing in your knowledge of Christ. Amen. Amen. It's not also possible that you are in this ministry and you are not glad. You are not excited about Jesus. Amen. Amen. So because. God has called us to be here. God has given us an assignment to continue with you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. pastor's assignment pastor's is to continue with you until you experience progress in your faith and joy in your faith. One of the signs that somebody is growing. How many of you know that when you learn something and you are learning something, one of the signs that you'll be happy? If you do a math, if you solve a problem in math, maybe you're in math, you, you, you didn't know it before. And somebody taught you and you learnt it. How do you used to feel? Excited. If you want to play after that time, you used to play yourself into stupor. Throw up because you are excited that you have learned something. In the same vein, in this church, you are going to learn so many spiritual realities. And that learning that you are going to learn is going to lead to a, an experience of joy. Can I hear you say joy in the faith? So when they tell you come to church, you'll be excited. When they say, oh, this is an opportunity to serve in this sanctuary, serve in this place, you'll be excited, you'll be, you'll be glad to do it. Why? Because you are learning about God. You are understanding the personality of Jesus as you come to church. Hallelujah. So that is our assignment in this church. Glory to God. So today I'm talking about the oneness of faith. What does it mean to be one? What does it mean for people in the faith to be one? Now, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. Quickly, everybody open your Bible. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. It will be good that you do not move around so that you don't distract the video. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. Ephesians 4, 14. Ola pasata kabaya. Leko soto parana masandosh. Rutepeletigi vasta sabahaya. Ephesians 4 and verse 14. Let me just read so that we can be very fast. Ephesians 4 and verse 14. The Bible says, that we henceforth be no more children. Let me start from verse. Let me start from verse eleven, so that we can understand it. Amen. Amen. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse thirteen says, "Till we all come in the unity of the faith." And of the knowledge of the Son of God. Someone said, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect, listen, say, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, this scripture is trying to tell you, it's also trying to tell you more of what the pastor's job is. That he continues with you, the apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, their assignments is so that you, they can bring you into the oneness, the unity of faith. And the knowledge of Christ until you come to a perfection so that you can become the fullness and the stature of Christ. Praise the Lord. So the, the, the end game of all of these teachings, the end game of all of this church service we're having is so that every single believer will know Jesus. Number one. Number two, so that every single believer will grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. What it means is that so that every believer will, at the, at the last day, every believer will look like Jesus. 
that is why you have the pastors you have the apostles you have the prophets you have the teachers you have all of these these people because this is the assignment that we have been given to bring every believer to the knowledge of god of the son of god to bring every believer to the fullness can i hear you say fullness, fullness. So, can i hear you say stature? stature so every believer can come to the fullness of the stature of christ so every believer can look like jesus now another reason why you have apostles pastors, uh, prophets evangelists all of these things is so that all the believers can be one amen, amen. so it is so that all the believers can be one you know we have different churches we have different doctrines please can you guys pay attention don't distract me <laughs> hallelujah amen. we have different doctrines we have different churches but do you do you know that the the intention of god is that if despite all our doctrines all our some people are going to Catholic, some people are going to Alka, some people are going to Methodist, some people are going to Pentecostal. The plan of God is that despite all of those things that people are believing, doctrines, are believing, that every bo the body of Christ is one. Tell anybody the body of Christ is one. Body of Christ. God does not see us as different denominations. In fact, when we get to heaven, there will be denominations. Are you aware of that? And the church of these days don't understand this secret. And that is why it looks like Satan is prevailing over, over the church. It looks like every Sunday, do you know, have you noticed that every Sunday we have more people not going to church than people going to church? Have you noticed that every Sunday is when some people wake up and say, I want to wash my clothes. They don't wash my clothes, everything not dirty. They will come outside and they will start washing their clothes. Do you know the cause of that problem? It's not just Satan that is fighting the church. The church has not been able to understand the power of oneness. Praise the Lord. The church has not been able to understand what it means to be one in spite of their differences, in spite of their, 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 their issues, in spite of their arguments. Alright? For instance, this church, for instance, if I'm able to teach you this thing today and you understand this thing today, all of us will be bounded with one force and if all of us come together and agree as one this whole territory will be shake will be shaking amen? amen i'm about to teach you the secrets of revival somebody say revival revival i'm about to teach you what makes people to learn for god you will see people a person who is smoking i'll tell you a story one day there was a man his name was john hyde all right he prayed a particular prayer, asked God to give him Scotland. He says, God, give me Scotland or I die. Now, when he did this, he gathered a couple of believers and they began to pray together. For instance, what we just did now, we join us, we join us together, we pray together. Do you know the power of that kind of prayer? Don't worry. One of these months, our series will just be prayer. That whole month is prayer. I will teach you what it means. You, after teaching you that on that, on that topic, you will never pray and not see answers. Tell your neighbor, hallelujah. hallelujah. So, tell your neighbor, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. So what I'm saying is that this man, John Hyde, he gathered a group of believers. They began to pray. And as they began to pray, the roof of the place started burning with fire. People saw fire burning, literal fire. And that was the first sign. Before you know what was happening, the whole city was flooded with the power of God. All the beer parlor, everywhere people were drinking alcohol, people began to run we had to leave the alcohol so all the beer parlors shut down all the hotels brought and uh, brothels where prostitutes all of them shut down 
because revival came. Why? A few people gathered in oneness. Somebody say oneness. oneness. The Bible says the apostles in the upper room, they were in one accord. Guess what happened? After they came out from the upper room, the whole people, the whole city was, was looking for them. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Maximize the power of oneness. Let me show you. Let me show you some of this so you understand. The book of Romans chapter 12 verse 5. Quickly. Romans chapter 12 verse 5. Palate se viga barata sius. Palate kiti vina hasabranamas. 12 and verse 5. Mashada bada 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 bada. If you are there, say hallelujah. If you are not there, say hallelujah. Uh, some people are there and they are not there. I don't understand though. I don't understand. I don't get it. Let me read. Let me just read so that we can be fast. Romans chapter 12 and verse 5. Please pay attention. Be looking at the Bible as I read. It says, So we, being many, are one body. Let me even start from verse 3 so that we understand. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Verse 4 says, For as we have many members in our body and all members have not the same office verse 5 so we somebody says so we, so we. being many are one body in christ and every one members of one of another amen, amen. somebody shout glory. glory let me not continue it says the same way you have body parts you have amen the same way you have body parts, you have your hand, you have your ears, you have your eyes, you have your nose. He says that is exactly how, as a church, we are a part of it. We are, we are members of one body. Amen? Hey, are you there? Are you there? Yes. Hmm. You are members of one body. Let me show you something else. First Corinthians 10 and verse 17. First Corinthians 10 and verse 17. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 17. But let's start from verse. Let's start from verse, um, verse 16. Anybody can read. Just read loud. The cup of blessing. Yes. Which we bless, it is not the communion. Of the blood of Christ. Yes. The bread which we break is not the communion of, of the body of Christ. Christ. Powerful. Hallelujah. This thing he said, he said, he said, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Amen. Amen. How many of you know Holy Communion? You know Holy Communion. The Bible says that cup and that bread. Is the body of Christ. It says if we break it, it is the body of Christ you are breaking. If you drink it, it is the blood of Christ you are drinking. Now the next verse, I want to show you the next verse. Pay attention. It says for we being many are one bread. Somebody say we are one bread. It says and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Somebody say we are partakers of one bread. Now the church has, is yet to understand this, this thing. And that is why it looks like Satan is going in between the church to cause problem. From one member to another member, this one is quarreling with this one, this one is arguing with this one. 
the the devil is you see the devil cannot fight a force it goes inside the force to scatter it praise the lord so as you are taking communion for instance what you are eating is your brother you are eating a, the body of christ and that scripture we read initially said that we are part of the body of christ amen, amen. are you with me yes. so if we eat the bread in communion what are you eating Body of Christ. So who, who is part of the body of Christ? You, your brothers, your sisters. So if you eat the what you are doing is is called uh, they, they call it initiation. I don't know if you know when you know witches and wizards, you know, in when they're initiating people, they sometimes they use their blood, they drink their own blood. They learnt it for from God, they learnt it from spiritual mysteries, from scriptures. When we commune together, the power of communion is that anytime we have one, one of these days, we are going to have communion service. Anytime you have a communion with your fellow believer, what it does in the realm of it binds you people together. And if you read that the scripture, um, this class uh, scripture I'm reading, it will tell you that if you eat the communion and you are still having quarrel, you're having malice, you are you are backbiting this one, you are envying this one in secretly, the Bible says you, you are going to bring cause upon yourself. So the, the, the symbolism of the communion is that. The church must have a mentality of oneness. Instead of you to fight your brother, you should look for a way to defend him. If somebody else is fighting him outside, are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, look at the generation we are in. Somebody hears that a pastor did some, something, so, 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 and so, thing. somebody hears that a pastor did so, so, and so, you that is a Christian, you go and comment on Instagram or Facebook, hey, now so then they, fake pastor. If that pastor made a mistake, he is still part of the body of Christ. Amen? If that pastor misbehaved, he is actually still part of the body of Christ. It is wrong for you who is also a part of the body of Christ to fight him. It is wrong for you, for instance, you have a brother in church who you know is struggling. It is wrong for you to carry his mouth and start broadcasting. And say, hey, this brother is this, this brother is that. Amen. Amen. This is what it means to be, to attain oneness in the faith. This is what is called oneness in the faith. You don't see your brother's weakness and you go and tell, you go and be telling people in the church, hey, you don't say this brother, even they sleep, even they sleep. And so he go, he go, he go, he go peace. He's not going to know why in peace. You are telling such things to other people. You are telling, saying such things about your own brother in the same church. Somebody say, oneness of faith. Oneness of faith. If you understand that you are to get, how many of you now Something happens and they say they caught you. Maybe you are stealing and they caught you. And you say, Ah, no, no, no. Now say that now my hand, oh my hand, I don't know where to do my hand, my hand goes still. No, it is you that still it is your whole body that did it. Your hand is part of your body. You cannot separate your hand. If they want to punish you, they will not separate your hand and punish your hand and leave you. Eh? If they are punishing your hand, how many places we feel it? Everywhere we feel it. If I, if, if, because you stole with your left hand, I say, oh, yeah, give me your left hand. I carry key. Oh yeah, you left hand. Why did you steal? Why did you steal? Where will you feel the pain? In fact, it's your brain that will interpret the pain. So why do Christians fight one another and expect that they themselves will be okay? Why do church members backbite, gossip against one another and expect that they themselves 
they'll be fine. Say, God forbid. Say, we are one in Christ. So from now on, when you see a member of this church, anywhere you see a member of this church, think about them like you think about your own self. Find out why they didn't come to church like you would for your own self. Be concerned. Be genuinely concerned. If they are sick, find out what is really happening with them. Be genuinely concerned because if you understand this mutual oneness, the church altogether will chase the devil out of town. Somebody say we will chase Satan out of town. The real enemy is Satan. The enemy is not your brother. I'm not saying that you will not have misunderstanding with church members. You will. You might have a problem with this brother, this brother, but because of your understanding of oneness, you don't allow it to explode. How many of you know it's wrong for you if you if if a member of this church is having a problem and this member of this church is having a problem, they did business together, one of them ate the money of this one. Eh? How many of you know that it is wrong for you to take that your brother to court? In church, the same church, you don't take him to court. How many of you know it's wrong? It's wrong. The Bible says we should not allow the people of this world to judge us. We are the body of Christ. The, the what you should do is to report to the pastor. The pastor can settle it. The pastor cannot settle it. Then you forgive. You let it go. That is how powerful it is. Hey, somebody say we are members of one body. Come on, say it louder. Say we are members of one body. Do you know if I have a job opportunity now? I have a job. Somebody wants to give me a job. Or I have a business to do. I should not be looking for somebody that is not a member of this church. To give that contract. The first person I should think of is somebody in this church. Somebody who is a Christian. But now we have Christians. If you want to do a business, the first person they start considering is a Muslim. It's not part of your body. It's not part of the body of Christ. It's not part of you. It's not part of you. You don't eat communion together. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray you understand this. Are you understanding this? So if you understand this, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how can we experience oneness? How can us as a church, how can we enjoy oneness? I'm going to list about four, three things that we will do. We must do to ensure that we are one. Amen. Amen. And like I told you, if you are one, we will chase Satan out of town. The first is Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Romans chapter 10. So unity, write this definition down before you continue. Oneness of faith or unity of faith means people who have faith in Jesus Christ will come together in unity and we love and serve each other. So the unity of faith is when people who are who have faith in Jesus Christ come together to love each other and to serve each other. What is please take note of this? I'll say it again. Amen. Write it down. Ask you on Sunday. Amen. Yes. Unity of faith is when people who have, have faith in Christ Jesus come together to love each other and to serve each other. That is what unity of faith is. When people who have faith in Jesus Christ come together to love each other and to serve what? And to serve what? Each other. To serve each other. That is what unity of faith is. Praise the Lord. So how can we attain unity of faith? Number one, Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Quickly, I'm going to close now, 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 now. <laughs> Romans chapter 12 verse 10. Romans chapter 10. I'm pressing something else. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Let's see. 
somebody? Yes. In what? Somebody say brotherly love. That's the first point. Don't worry. You can sit down. It says be devoted to one another in what? Brotherly love. That means we should have a mindset that of this is not a man. This is not just my fellow church member. This is not just somebody somewhere. This is not just a fellow church member. This is my brother in Christ. Somebody say brotherly love. So I don't have, I have only 1,000 naira left. And my brother in Christ is hungry. He has not eaten for, for many days. Brotherly love will entail that you share the 1,082. Give him 500 and hold 500. Somebody say brotherly love. Brotherly this love. is how oneness in the faith can be attained. This is how unity of faith happens. Unity of faith happens when brothers show each other love. People in the same church show each other love. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you get that? It says be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. That your own says serve. Is it something like the own said what? Be devoted. Be devoted. What does it mean to be devoted? It's to be committed. So I will never see you going through something and I'm okay. I'll be committed to helping you out. That is how we can reach oneness. As somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Do you know if we start practicing this thing, people that are passing around, that, that knows you are coming to this church, they will jealous you. Because they know that people in this church take each other seriously. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you start practicing this thing, many of the prayers they are praying, Oh Lord, please help me. Oh Lord, please save me. Oh Lord, please answer me. Oh Lord, please bless me. All those prayers you are praying. If you understand this thing, the Bible says that any man who says that he loves God and hates his brother, he said that person is in darkness. So you are shouting, oh Lord, help me, oh Lord, save me. But God is saying you are in darkness. That means you, he, he wants to help you, he wants to answer you, but you, your eyes, you are, you are in darkness. You can't, you can't respond to the help of God. Oh Lord, please help me, oh Lord, please save me. He's coming to respond to you, but you are in darkness because of the way you treat your fellow believers. This is that you, you are not going to respect the pastor. Oh my God. Let me go over it again. So, ways to attain oneness, number one, is through love. That we love one another, we show kindness to one another. According to Romans 12, understand, be kindly affectionate one to another in brotherly love and kindness. Alright? And I showed you a scripture I'm talking about love. I said that if you say if you claim to love God, I showed you first John chapter 2 and verse 9, 10, 11. If a person claims to love God and hated his brother, the Bible says that he, he walketh in darkness. And so you yourself will be affected. You are you you are you have reasons why you should be angry with your brother. But because you are not loving him, you don't love him, you are vexing for him, you are angry with him. The Bible says you, you are hating your brother. The Bible says you are walking in darkness. So even if God has answered your prayer, you cannot respond to the answer. 
because you are in darkness. That's the first thing I said. The second way to, to oneness of faith, I said, is honor. Amen. The second point is honor. I'm just going over it because he said he posted that. So the second point is honor. And I said that the scripture says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 10b, it says that we should honor one another. All right? We should honor one another. In honor, we should prefer one another. We should esteem other, one another. We should honor one another above our own self. And I said the, in the church, the pastor should not be more honored than a member. The way you honor your pastor, honor your, your fellow member. The way you honor God, honor somebody else that is sitting beside you. Because God can pick anybody and use anybody. Praise the Lord. Value that person. Very soon, this church is going to grow so big. You know, and we'll be looking for space. When somebody comes and, and takes your seat, you know it happens a lot. They used to keep, used to keep, uh, keep bag and Bible to preserve their seats. So when somebody comes and removes your Bible and see that, normally you are supposed to be crazy. Amen? I will not lie. It has happened to me before. I came and I was like, Jesus Christ. For just five, within, within five, within, that, that's two minutes. I left. I came back. Somebody had sat down on my seat. I said, Papa, this is my seat. He said, no, I'm not standing up. <laughs> I said, what? I said, everybody was telling this is his seat, this is his seat. Let me, let me stand up for you. He was here before you. You, you. you guys said, no, I'm not standing up. Oh boy, I just respected him. <laughs> Amen. Before, Every time you see a hand slapping the head, somebody sitting there like this. What is going on with the person? Madness. So before me, I'll start. I will not know when I punch the guy. And, you know. So I just decided to see. That is how to experience. What, you honor the person. You say, okay. You are maybe I don't know what you are in the body of Christ. Maybe you are the head. Maybe you are the ear. Maybe you are the nose. Maybe you are the uh, you are the stomach. You are the something. So let me not hurt you, because if I hurt you, I will hurt the whole body. If, we, if I if I blow that brother and say, come on, come on, stand up, stand up. <laughs> I'm punching him like that. Do you know that that program can stop? They will say, hey, what is happening? The pastor will leave the pulpit and say, you have people that are supposed to come and receive healing. You have distracted them. Deliverance. You have, you have ended. The whole church is, is separating fights. Amen? So when the church grows to a level where you, we need to have that mentality. For instance, now if you are usher, you are saying, oh yeah, sit here, brother, sit here. Well, I say, no, no. There are people that are stubborn. There are people who Satan is living on their head. And Jesus is just doing a work on them. You tell the brother, no, please, sit down here. No, 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 leave him. That is what it means to honor one another above yourself. So, have you ever heard this word? If you know, if you, if you, if you know who I, I used to be, you will never talk to me like that. You know who I be? Have you ever heard that word before? It shouldn't be found in the mount of a Christian, of a, of a serious Christian. You should never be proud of who you used to be and who you are. You must esteem the other person above yourself. That's the second point. Number the, the third point is that you must forbear. Someone say forbear. forbear. Somebody say forbear. forbear. What forbearance means is that it's not just forgiveness. Forgiveness is part of it. But forbearance is that you must create room for people to be human beings around you. You know when you're living, when you're staying together with human beings, they'll, make, they'll misbehave. True or false? They'll act up. They'll, they'll do something that will annoy you. So you have to create a room. So if the person offended you today, make a room so that tomorrow when he offends you, you will still forgive him. Amen? <laughs> when we are small, my mom, when we, when we, we take meat from the pot, my mom will flog us. Flog us very well. I said, don't try this next time. But she knows that next time she will try it. We will try it. So she will not be mad and say, these children today, I'm killing you. 
she will never come to that point. She just makes room for more. And when we make that mistake again, she corrects us. The same way Christ has shown you mercy, show others mercy. That's the scripture I'm going to read now. The book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7. Let me show you something. Are you ready for this? Yes. Are you ready for this? Yes. Matthew 5 and verse 7. The Bible says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So, forbearance is showing mercy to others. Accommodating their mistakes, accommodating their weaknesses. He says, if you are that kind of person, if you are a merciful person, you will obtain mercy. What does it mean to obtain mercy? Wherever you go, people will be looking for ways to help you. You have gone to a place for the first time, you don't know anybody. That's happened to me several times. I went to a place for the first time, don't know anybody. Okay, and let me give you this story. I, I went to write for me for a university in Imo State, and I'm uh, Imo State University. I, I, I have not eaten, I didn't have money, they took too much money from us. And so I went to write the uh, for CME. I was so tired. There was a gate that was very close. I can, from that gate, I would take bike. You know, when you've not eaten, you are writing exams, your head will be on fire. You finished a serious exam of over 400 questions. You know, posture, you know, posture me. You know, this very it's like jam now. Yeah, I was not eating, I, I felt like fainting. So, when I went to that place, when I went to that place, the person, the door, the gate was even locked. Amen. The person looked at me and said, Nobody is following here, you can never post past here, you will never pass. He was holding God, said, Come back. Follow the way, and where every other person is following. It is it, like journey to promised land, very far. And I said, "No, sir, I'm so tired. I am not feeling fine. I am tired. I beg you." And he said, "No, follow them." I went. I said, "Holy Spirit, please show me mercy. I'm tired. I cannot. Do, I cannot do this. I'm here. I'm tired. I, I now turned back. I, I don't know what happened to me, but I, I know it was the mercy of God. I turned back and went to that same place. The gate was locked. Amen? There are soldier guys there. Hey, are, are you guys lost? Are you following my story? The gate was locked. There were soldier guys there. They were holding God. Do you know that as I was coming back again, after I prayed that prayer, I was coming back again. Do you know that these guys did not see me? And I don't know how I passed through this gate that was locked. The gate was locked was chained but i saw myself at the other end of the gate and i looked back and the gate was locked someone said the mercy of god, mercy of god. if you are a person that show people mercy you will see things that will shock you the mercy of god will be so much around you and it will shock people amen, amen. see when when you see somebody Somebody wakes up and they say, Hey, I just remembered you. Take this car key. You are blessed. Somebody's giving some in this Buhari regime. Somebody go and give somebody the car. Somebody say that is a function of the mercy of God. If you show mercy to others, you will obtain mercy. Now, when I say obtaining mercy, you are obtaining mercy from God and from men. People will just love you. And they don't know why they love you. They don't like you, but they still love you. Somebody say that is mercy. And this is one of the secrets to oneness. If you want to experience oneness, you know, in the body of Christ, you want to be one, you want the body of Christ to be one, you want to ensure that the body of Christ is one, you must show other people mercy. Because as you show mercy, you will obtain mercy. You believe this, shout aloud, amen. amen. You learned something, shout glory. glory. I said, you learned something, shout glory. glory. Can I close now?
Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word. Help me to be one.